0: At your morning sports itch. This is Cap and Jay Hood, our Our new morning morning show. show. On ESPN 1000 and the new ESPN Chicago app.
1: What's up and welcome into the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000, on the ESPN Chicago app, and also on 100.3 HD2. Hope that you're going to have a great holiday. I'm Jay Hood. Cap is off today. Danny's off today. But we got Jeff and JR. We're having fun with you here on this Friday morning leading into the 4th of July weekend. Don't forget to hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at Hood. Now time to talk to Jesse Rogers brought to you by the Pride Stores. Jesse covers the Cubs and Sox. For us, like a blanket here for espn.com and espn1000. Good morning, Jess.
2: The Brewers just scored again, uh, Jay Hood. Hold on, I got to put this in my <laughs> another another run. <laughs> it's good seeing you it was good seeing you and Cap the other day, but you just saw history in the in the making, right? I mean, yeah. that 7-nothing lead turned into a 15-7 loss pretty quickly and uh, it's not something you see every day, but when it's the Cubs, you know, they tend to make history sometimes. For a long time, it was bad. Then it was good. Now we're back to some bad. We'll see what July brings.
1: I'd like to ask you if you agree with me that when you look at where the Cubs are right now, Jess, I mean, so when I look at this roster, nobody secures the big bag. You remember this was the conversation that Cubs fans had. Like, yeah, you know, who's going to be here for the long haul, uh, Baez or Bryant? If I'm Jed or if I'm Tom Ricketts, it's like, well, no one's proven themselves on a regular basis to secure this big money. Nobody gets it on my, from my standpoint
2: no that's a that's a good point um i think this has been their position all along if you want to play ball with us we'll sign you up it's going to be on our terms it's going to be team friendly i mean they're not they may not say it that way but i think that's what their thinking was and the reason is if they walk if any of them walk i think jed and especially will be saying to himself and his team okay that's all right this game is for 20 year olds anyway Like, we are not going to overpay for someone into his 30s because inherently that contract's going to look bad. This is what I think they're thinking. Uh, In other words, if they walk, sometimes you might be like, oh, no, we can't lose that guy. But maybe you can if they're going to be 30, 31, 32, 33 throughout the length of this contract and even older in Rizzo's case. So I think that's where this all came from. Like, we're going to take a motion out of it. We will sign you up, but it's going to be on our terms. And if you walk, yeah, we'll miss you, but we're going to get a 20-year-old to replace you, 22-year-old. 20- and that's where this game is. You see it throughout the league. It's gone younger. The successful teams, for the most part, are the younger ones. Now, there are occasions where you know the Giants step up and have a great season. They're an older team. I'm not saying they don't like Rizzo. They don't like Baez. They don't like Bryant. But it's going to be on their terms. That's what we've learned throughout this whole process.
1: Do you, it's so difficult now, Jesse, to ask the questions that I would ask you like two years ago because you'd be in that dugout, in that clubhouse. It's not like you don't have connections, but it's nothing like that face-to-face, right? Because I would ask you like what are some of the players thinking internally off the record about what's going on here? Like Rizzo froze. I would have hung up on us if, if Cap <laughs> says, hey, you know what? You guys are done. The season's over. But Rizzo was very even keel, but it's almost like being the dead dog, right? They've heard this before. I just wonder what some of these players think about where they, you know, how they could be having a different address in maybe three weeks or so. Some of these players that we know,
2: yeah, I think until recently they weren't thinking about it. Truly, they thought they were in the race, and maybe they'll get back in it. You know, it it always looks great, and then it looks bad, and you know what I mean. Like we all make these huge assessments. July is an easier month. Um, The Reds are not an easy team. I know there there are three teams that I think really. Get up. Literally get up for the for the Cubs. The White Sox are one of them for obvious reasons. I think the Brewers are number two, and I think the Reds are number three. So don't sleep on the Reds. They had a big win last night. They played them twice in July. They played the Cardinals twice, the Diamondbacks twice. So there's a chance to gobble up some wins, but you can't fall asleep at the wheel against a couple of these teams because we know division rivals will bite you. So it's, it's not quite over yet, but I do think they see it slipping away and now, whether it's on the record or off the record, those those questions are going to be coming to those guys. Hey, have you thought about a month from now, you could be wearing a different uniform? And that is a strange thought. If you're a Cub fan or a player, Baez, Rizzo, Bryant, all eligible to be traded this month. This could be the end of their run. Um, that, I doubt all three will be gone. I think Craig Kimbrel, as I've said all along, is you know your most likely guy to to move on and and get a good prospect for. But yeah, these are, these are um, questions I think that are just starting to enter their mind. Now they really thought they were in the race. And again, they might get back in it, but as of this moment, it's certainly a sell job.
1: Jesse Rogers is fueled by the pride stories. He joins us on cap and J hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. So when it comes to the white Sox. uh, I started this morning, Jesse, saying that I really appreciate the White Sox resolve, the MASH unit that they've had of injuries, everyone on the IL. It's it's really been interesting. It, there's two ways to look at it. Oh, look at the divisions isn't very good. But I give the White Sox credit, man. At 48-32 going into uh, this series coming up this weekend, they could have easily followed the tent and like, we got too many injuries to compete. Starting pitching has really held up. So what do you notice the most about the first three months of the season with the White Sox?
2: Well, it's both those things you said. I mean, I am so tired of seeing the Twins and the Tigers. I mean, I, I almost wish those teams were better, so those 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 series would be better. But clearly, the Sox are the best team in that division. You got to give uh, Cleveland a lot of credit under Francona. You know they're going to battle, but they just aren't going to have enough. So yes, um, it's it's both thoughts. Like wow, look at what the White Sox have done, and wow, look how bad that division is. Um, and to overcome the injuries is always, you know, the guy gets marks for that. I'm talking about the manager for sure, mm-hmm. and then obviously the players. And Rick Kahn gets marks. You know, the depth matters. Gavin Sheets comes up, and he looks like, um, uh, you know, Babe Ruth, right? I mean, at this point, I mean, he's he's hitting everything. So give, give them credit up and down the organization. Um, your main Mercedes, right, steps in, carries them in April, and he cools off, and now Gavin Sheets and other guys – Pick up the slack, Mendick, you know, when Madrigal goes down. So you got to give Rick Hahn credit, you got to give Tony LaRusa credit, and you got to give the players credit. Uh, But they're 15 and 21 against plus 500 teams. So I think you'd agree with me. There's still that little doubt, right? They've got to turn that around in the second half, in my opinion, on the road, especially. Swept in Houston, swept in New York. Unfortunately, because of this division, They don't have that many chances to sort of get better against the better teams. Um, Think about the the rest of the games before the break here. It's the Tigers, the Twins again, and then they go to Baltimore. Mm -hmm. They're probably going to win seven, eight games, right? And we're not going to learn that much about this team going further until they play the better teams on the road again. It's kind of my assessment. It takes nothing away from the first three months. They have proven to be one of the better teams. And because of that rotation, they have a chance at the World Series but I really want to see them get some battle scars against the better ones on the road.
1: Yeah, you find out who you are against those teams, and and, yeah. want, and the one thing I won't do, Jess, I will not do peekaboo with the White Sox. Like when, when we get swept by the Astros, oh, we were banged up. When we beat the Twins, yeah, I can't do that. Like you got to be able to find a way to win these games with the Goodwins, with the Vaughns, with the Sheets. You got to be able to do it with those. You don't rely on Aloy and and, uh, and Robert because you are just not there. You got to win with what you have. Again. Everybody, if you can.
2: Well, and that's the thing. I, I mean, it, 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 every year is different, and this is one year where I do think they need to play those good teams and beat those good teams in the second half. I didn't have a problem with the the sweep in in, in New York. It was two ninth inning one run games, in Garrett Cole. The Astros gave them a butt weapon, but but they were in a little bit of slump. You saw that even after the Astros series. That was that was a timing thing. They played the Astros at, at a time where they were due for a slump, and the Astros are really good. So there's you know always things that happen, but in this second half, you'd like to see them beat some of those better teams on the road just to give them that confidence. Um, you can have a losing record against a team and then play them in the playoffs and beat them. We saw that with the Cubs in 15. They went 7-0 and against the Mets in the regular season, got swept in the postseason. But in this particular case, I think they do need some road wins against the better teams.
1: Uh, so no Cubs and Sox in the All Star. Huh? I mean, it, here's what I like. Isn't that crazy. Well, 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 here's what I like because this is a, a kind of a wider view looking at uh, this sport of baseball. When you see Otani and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Fernando Tatis Jr., that's good for the game, Jess. You like to see those headliners because that means the game's younger, it's vibrant. But no Cubs and Sox. Now here's here's my my point on this. I'm not bitching because there's no Cubs and Sox, but there is some pride when you are a Cubs or Sox fan to see your guy in there and you don't see him. It's like, ah, I might not watch the game, but, man, i like to see my guy in there at least, right? For once, Cook County didn't vote multiple times. I mean, what? (laughs) what, what? I don't get it. I mean, here's the thing.
2: Everyone calls it a popularity contest. Well, you know what? The fans tend to get a lot of it right. They do tend to get a lot of it right. And maybe there's another reason Tony Russo should be manager of the year. They don't have an all-star starter. They're in first place, have a great record, and and think about it. Look at some of the individual seasons. I'm not sure either team really deserves an All Star starter, right? Yeah. Think about. I mean, who deserves it? I, I I can't. For a while, it looked like Mercedes would be like the DH, but then you know, Otani did Otani, and, and that became obvious. But think about your your starters on both the Cubs and Sox. I'm not sure any of them deserve to be starting in the All Star game. So it's a testament in some ways to both managers to keep this these teams above water without having that MVP caliber season necessarily. So I think the fans got most of them right, but it does give you another I think it's a good thing if you're a Sox fan because it's a reminder this is a team thing. What they've done these first 3 months has been a team thing from top to bottom. Now they have a couple pitchers they're going to make it, right? That that's that's obvious. But as far as those position players, it's really been like everybody, you know, sort of helping each other, picking up the slap. It hasn't been one guy doing it.
1: So if there was going to be an all-star, it would just it'd be Hendricks and Kimbrell, right?
2: For the Cubs, um, definitely. I mean, definitely Kimbrel. Not sure if Hendricks is going to make it. He, he did win eight in a row. It, it, win streak just got snapped. Um, he had a bad start to the season. I'd have to look at all the competition. I'm not sure that that he's absolutely going to make it. I think we can definitely say Kimbrell. And then after that, it's a little bit of a crapshoot for a while. You'd think Ryan Tapera, but he just blew up, and now he's injured, so he probably won't be on the team. Um,
1: but Liam you know, Hendricks for the Sox, though, right?
2: Oh, Liam Hendricks. I'm sorry. I thought you meant Kyle Hendricks. Yeah. I thought you were just doing Cubs. Yeah, both closers should make it. Absolutely, both closers should make it. Rodon should make it. Lance Lynn should make it. Now, again, I'd have to look at all the numbers. Um, other, uh, everybody has to have one player on it. So someone probably gets left off that should make it, but yeah, the, the, the White Sox deserve at least three spots on it from the pitching staff, the Cubs, at least one. Um, I mean, for a while, it looked like Chris Bryant was a shoe in, but that's no longer the case. He had a uh, terrible June. So we'll see what, what the reserves look like. But, um, you know, it's interesting. Neither team's going to have that many players on the all-star game.
1: Jesse, if I invited you to a barbecue, what would you expect?
2: It's funny. I was listening. I, I cheated a little bit. I was listening earlier, and so I couldn't distinguish barbecue and cookout. Like I, I It was a good conversation. I, I really didn't have a, a, an original thought, so I, I did what every, everybody does. I Googled it. I Googled it, <laughs> and what came up – listen to this. What came up about cookout and barbecues was the Today Show – talked about this like three days ago. I'm like, well, what did Al Roker have to say about it? <laughs> of course. <laughs> and so <Roker. laughs> they did say there is a difference between the bar- barbecues and cookouts. Um, barbecues are planned days before is uh-huh. what Al Roker said. Cookouts happen sort of spur of the moment. And I guess that makes sense. Like you get invited over for a barbecue, like J.R. was saying, and you know that you're going days ahead of kind of, hey, we're, hey, we're going to cook out today. You know, mm-hmm. that's last minute. So I will say one might be planned and one's last minute. And in terms of the fare, I, I think uh, cookouts are more like hot dogs, hamburgers and, and, and stuff like that. And barbecue is a little bit more elaborate. Maybe the pulled pork, you know, maybe the bar, uh, the ribs, like you said. So. If it's good enough for Al Roker, it's good enough for me.
0: <laughs> you went to Roker for a reference. I went
2: to the Today Show. And you've been
1: reference. around, so you've been to both. You, you've you been to a barbecue and a cooking, so you know both very well.
2: Oh, Absolutely. Now, I miss a lot of the July
1: 4ths over the years because of
2: baseball, mm-hmm. um, but I am off because it's a Sunday. I am off Sunday, so I'm looking forward to having a barbecue, of course, at my sister's house. She can do all the work. <laughs> I'll just. But you do have to bring something, so... I, I think I might go to Carson's and pick up a bucket of coleslaw, cause I'm, mostly because I love that their coleslaw. So good. Uh, so yeah, good.
1: Isn't it? Have a great weekend, my friend. You too. Have a great holiday. Sounding great. It Take is. Care. Thank you. It's Jesse Rogers. He's fueled by the pride stores. Not your typical convenience store. Check out one of their 15 Chicagoland locations today.
3: I feel like I trust Al Roker's opinion more in the 90s on this topic than I do 2021 oh, right. Al Roker. <laughs> again. Am again. I wrong? I feel like you're he, a bad he, guy. No, that, he had more credibility in the 90s. You mean he was bigger? Yes. That's what A man who for. I knew I could trust when he was talking about what was going into his mouth.
1: Part the expression. Uh, yeah, food.
4: <sighs> so Can you, I, Wait, hold on. Can I, I – no. I love Jesse and I love Carson's coleslaw too, by the oh, way. Carson's let, me, is, let me just say that tremendous. first off. But have you ever walked into a barbecue or cookout and said, uh, hey, hey, man, where, where's the coleslaw?
1: <laughs> it all depends. I mean, it's is a, that a
4: must-have? Is that something you have to have at, at your uh, event?
1: Not not for a barbecue, not for me, No. My wife loves coleslaw. I do not. I think it depends on if you're a coleslaw enthusiast. Yes. Because if you are, you kind of look forward to it with the barbecue.
3: But if you're someone who kind of like take it or leave it, then you don't care.
1: Yeah. If it's there, it's fine. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not pining for it. I'm not wishing it was there. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. But as I know what Miller's saying, he says, but if you're, if you're jolly, if you like, if you love food like me, I mean, trust me as a fat guy, I'm telling you right now. I'll tell you the difference between a barbecue and a You have more credibility when you're talking about <laughs> barbecue versus cookout, buddy. Hey, uh, coming up next, the Bears. Oh, you got to love this. The Bears can get out of their lease easier than you think. Could we see the Arlington Heights Bears sooner than you think? That's next on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Cap J
0: Hood, our new morning show. Instagram at Cap Hood. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.
1: Welcome to Letters with George. I'm owner George, and Ryan and Matt are football uh, guys. And happy 4th of July! <laughs> it's one of my favorite holidays. We here at the house really love the 4th of July, and... And before you know it, there'll be fireworks all over the sky at Soldier Field for our Chicago Bears. And so I, oh, mom, watch it. Anyway, I'm so looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to one of my favorite holidays, the 4th of July. Well, we get letters from far and wide that ask questions about our Chicago Bears like this one here. Open this thing up here. Ah, Rob from Westchester. He's asked the question, Dear George, what are your favorite memories of the fourth of July? Well, that's a great question, Rob. Thanks so much for sending in your letter. Well, I remember so many years. Mom Mom Mom? That was a close one now. Be careful. That's a bottle rocket. <sighs> anyway mom always took care of the fireworks she always had a steady hand and she would let up the fireworks and me and my brothers and sisters would look up in the sky and my god it was great well one day i got so excited and i raised my arms and said mom that was a good one and there was well a sparkler that was lighting up my keister I still have the letter C on one of my cheeks. The burn was so deep, it made the letter C for Chicago. So not so bad, right? (laughs) Mom? Mom? jeez, be careful with that one. (sighs) Well, there you go. And so I hope that you have a safe Fourth of July.
0: Mom? Mom? Be careful with that one.
1: You're going to burn your hand again. Well, that's letters with George. I'm owner George, and have a safe 4th of July. July. Mom? Mom, be careful.
0: Stop being a wussy. Happy 4th of July. Get over here and help me. Uh, uh,
1: Well, she's pissed. So long, everybody. Yeah it's the cap and Hood morning show here on espn 1000 the espn chicago app Jay Hood in and cap is off today for the fourth of july we'll have shot or no shot coming up in the next half hour also Three-time NBA champion Stacey King will be with us coming up at 9.15 getting his thoughts on the NBA playoffs and his old teammate Scottie Pippen. I saw this story from the Chicago Tribune uh, written by Bill Ruthhart. Bill Ruthhart, And the story is entitled Cost to the Bears for Breaking Soldier Field Lease Peanuts compared to price tag for a new stadium in the suburbs. Did you see this? Did you read about this? Did you hear about this? From the Chicago Tribune. So Mayor Lori Lightfoot of of Chicago says that the Bears are locked into a lease at Soldier Field until 2033. Dismissing the possibility of the charter franchise leaving Chicago after 100 years as quote unquote noise. Oh, yeah? Well, according to this piece in the Tribune this morning, if the Bears were to break the lease five years from now in 2026, the team would pay $84 million in damages to the city. The estimate assumes that the Bears inflation adjusted payments to the city will continue to rise at a pace similar to increases since the lease's inception in 2003. If the team waited beyond 2026 to leave Soldier Field, the financial penalty would be less. So understand, let me just break down the numbers as is as written here in the Tribune. An $84 million fine might sound like a lot of money. It's a lot of money to you and me and everybody else, even those with money, with means. It's a lot of money, right? $84 million. But in the high-priced world of the NFL, it represents just 3% of the $2.2 billion average cost of the league's seven newest stadiums. The Bears franchise is valued at $3.5 billion, with a B, dollars, even though the team does not own a stadium. Now, I want to go back to 17 years ago. You know, 17 years ago that me and many of us had to pay as taxpayers the $690 million for Soldier Field renovation. You would think for $700 million that it would be more, first of all, more parking and also a better looking stadium than the flying saucer that's over there on the lakefront. I want you to think about this for a second, Jeff. So $84 million sounds like a lot of money. But if it's going to be a state-of-the-art stadium, all the amenities, parking, hopefully with a roof on top, and again, indoors, casino, or maybe a horse track that's attached to it, restaurants, all that, that pays for itself just like that, doesn't it? It's That is uh, less than a drop, drop in the hat
3: for an NFL franchise that is worth, you know, well over, what, $3 billion at the last evaluation, very soon will probably... When you you know calculate all the gambling, the influx of gambling money that is now entering professional sports and all the franchises and and sport sporting leagues that are you know figuring out new licensing deals with all these big companies, it's a it's a drop in the bucket, hoodie. And you know what you said, eighty four million. If they want to break it, what five years from now? Yep. Which you know, would you say five? Because obviously they'd have to build a stadium and you know figure out their land deals. But yeah, there's the exponential growth that the bears could have at a place like arlington heights that they that really doesn't look you can't, like i don't know you try and be creative and think of ways that you could take the same uh lucrative deals that you could make in other places where you have more land available to you and i just can't do it i can't figure out ways where you can make the same amount of money at soldier field on the lakefront that you could, when you have all this additional land where you can start working in casinos and sports gambling into the mix, it doesn't seem like long-term that is, if you like, let's what's, what's it all about money, right? Of
1: course, it's always, that's the bottom line, right? It's always about the money, but I I just want to point out that, you know, this would be whatever you think of the bears, whatever you think of the McCaskeys. you put a new stadium in Arlington Heights. It, it doesn't matter if the, the common bears fans like, no, don't leave Chicago. Look, if it's a state-of-the-art stadium, of course, the teams get one, You want a, a winner on the field. That's number one. But if you have some place where it's comfortable and new and fresh, people will flock to it. Absolutely. And so to
3: that point, though, $84 million, the Chicago Fire to break their lease with Bridgeview. Now, I had remembered it. I had to go back and look this up. I was like, I thought it was like $15 million. It was $15 million up front oh. for the Chicago Fire to break their lease with Bridgeview. And we're just talking about an MLS team. Plenty of uh, rungs down the ladder in terms of, you know, pecking order for professional sports. An MLS team, the Chicago Fire, up front had to pay $15 million, but overall they agreed to pay $65.5 million to get out of their lease in Bridgeview. So if the Chicago Fire can pay $65 million to get out of their lease, oh, trust me, $84 million for the Chicago Bears is nothing.
1: Yeah, I... I Am totally for it because because it would be new. Again, I've been to Soldier Field plenty of times as a fan and as a media person and just like it's just not the stadium. Now now listen, Mayor Lightfoot could be strident. And pretend like oh you know this is just posturing by the Bears. But what if the Bears actually decided like Ted Phillips would not put his foot forward and just put a statement out there if the Bears weren't at least considering it? That would be a positive for the Bears. Whatever nonsense we've seen on the field over the years, to have something new to have another stadium with a dome, especially with a lid on it now with a dome, just like the Lions and like the Vikings, that would be in the right direction. And we were talking about the Bears in the I dot bullpen earlier. Over three hundred people die each year on Illinois. Roads as a result of buzzed, drunk, or impaired driving crashes. Uh, if you drink or if you're impaired, don't drive. Learn more at lifefordeathillanois.com, life or All right, coming up next, we have Shot or No Shot, stacy King in 45 minutes on the Cap and J Hood
0: Morning Show. It's Cap and J Hood on Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Twitter at CapJHood. This is ESPN 1000. That's why I say he made my shot. shot. No shot. shot. With Cap and J-Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. That's why I say he
1: made my shot. Time for Shot or No Shot right here on the Cap and J-Hood morning show here on ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app cap is off today for the 4th of July holiday. But this is one of our favorite segments we do, Shot or No Shot. And, JR, it's brought to you by? Brought to you by
4: PointsBet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse. Hawthorne Racecourse. PointsBet Sportsbook is now open. Download the PointsBet app and stop by the Hawthorne Racecourse to register your account. And, you know, it's Friday. Yes. So that means we have a contest for Caller 10. Caller 10 today, 312-332-3776. Gets 100 bucks in on-site Hawthorne Racecourse wagers, 100 bucks in PointsBet Sportsbook wagers, Four live horse racing programs and four branded gift items. Caller 10 right now
1: 312 332 3776. I love that. That is dope. An opportunity for you to have those race course wagers. On all the things that you just mentioned, that's great. And by the way, that's the voice of Will Rock over the uh, weekend. You can hear, have, hear Jr. Yeah, it's a block party weekend, midnight to
0: 6 all weekend. <laughs> it's, okay.
1: It's a block party weekend on Will Rock. That's going to be great. So if you're driving around uh, after midnight, uh, hear our guy, Jr. Strauss, uh, bring you home uh, right. overnight.
4: Please don't drink and drive.
1: <laughs>
4: okay. Hoodie, the NCAA gave collegiate athletes NIL rights yesterday. That's name, image, likeness. Mm-hmm. They'll be able to accept money from businesses in exchange for allowing the business to feature them in advertisements or products. Paul Feinbaum had this to say yesterday. Today is the most significant day in the history of the NCAA, and that is not an understatement. Because of what is uh, what is crumbling today, the, the model of the NCAA is, is coming down, and you can never put it back up again. The worth, the worth, the the, the fact that the, the NCAA is really worthless after today is also a very significant moment. That's a bold statement. The NCAA is worthless after today. Shot or no shot, Paul is correct.
1: Paul uh, is correct. I think that is a shot in a lot of ways. the The old rule book that was put together years and years ago does not equate to the finances and the trouble that families have in this country in 2021. That rule book and the, and the rules that were in place were great for the 60s. Great for the 1970s, but you need to modernize it by every decade. And so the idea that players now will be able to cash in on their likeness. Now, again, the one side of it is like, well, it's supposed to be amateurism and you're supposed to be able to learn and get it through education. Listen. You know that the coaches and the team and these schools have used players just like players use them. The players, especially from basketball standpoint, have used these schools to be one and done to get to the NBA. And on the other side of it, the same thing. Teams have used these players to be able to try to win national championships. Same thing for football, same thing with other, uh, sports that are, that they can monetize on. So now the players will be able to have something in their pocket. You know, keep in mind, all these, Five star recruits, these five star athletes are not coming from great homes. Not all of them. It's not like they're million dollar, uh, million dollar, uh, families and two parent homes. That's not the case for everybody. Everybody's case is different. And so that's why the NCAA should have modernized this to say, okay, this is a one parent home. They, they don't come from means. We've got to be able to give back some so that a student athlete can be able to just live on campus that he actually can be able to pay for food and clothing and all that so now it's come back to them so it, it, it's a null and void now because that's the last thing that the NCAA could really hold, hold their hat on right pretty much which leads us perfectly into this question
4: Reggie Bush has said that he believes that he should have his Heisman Trophy reinstated and his st-
1: statistics restored shot or no shot that he will I think that's a no-shot on one end, Jeff, and and here's why. Like, the stats, okay, the stats will always be the stats. I don't look at it and say, well, the NCAA says your stats don't matter. The stats matter. The production's there. Now, As far as him getting his Heisman Trophy back and all that, I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But the stats, for sure, what he did should be reinstated in the record book. It's in my personal record book, so but it should be there for the record to me. Now, his Heisman Trophy... Don't know.
3: Yeah, that's it's. I want like where do the stats not exist? I guess when somebody, I'm trying to think like what all time records Reggie Bush may hold. You know, like so when when um, if a game's on ESPN and in the future you've got some star running back who's approaching some all time great numbers, maybe Reggie Bush does he not get put in the graphic? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to like I don't know. I'm asking like like I'm trying to think when do they not truly exist? Because as you said, if you You know, Google Reggie Bush uh, college stats. They will pop up. You know what I mean? They're not like completely uh, eliminated from the Internet. They still are out there. You can find them. But, yeah, I think uh, the people who uh, will say, hey, give his Heisman back, I don't think the trophy is going back.
1: I don't think the trophy is going back. But look look how we do this with baseball, right? Whatever you would think of Bonds and Rose and what do you think of Clemens, their numbers are still there. It might be an asterisk in some publications, but the numbers are still there. No one's pushing Bonds' home runs out of, the, out of the box. You may think that a lot of those were done because of steroids, and that's fine, but the numbers are still there,
3: right? Yeah, they exist. If you type in home run leaders into a baseball reference, Barry Bonds is at the top, whether you want to admit it or not, Cap.
1: So, so so, the same thing there, and the same thing with, with Reggie Bush's numbers. Reggie Bush's numbers still matter. Now, as far as him getting his Heisman back, I don't know. But what, he, what his accomplishments should not be taken away. So I, that's how I look at it, J.R. All
4: right. Phil Mickelson has said that he will not play in the Detroit Open anymore after an article in the Detroit News this week about Phil getting swindled out of a half million dollars by a Michigan-based bookie in 2007. Shot or no shot that this article was out of line?
1: Uh, no shot. It was, especially if it's true, if it's journalism. Uh, but if Phil feels a little salty about it and feels like, well, it's a, a true story that shouldn't be written about me, well, then he's just being petty. Like there's, gonna, there's a lot of stuff that's been written about Mickelson. If that story is true, that he was swindled out of money by some bookmaker from Michigan and I won't play because, well, then you're just being petty. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of stuff that's been written about Phil Mickelson that's been unfair but if that story is true that's on him too bad pal that's how I look at it hey lefty you know hey, yeah, you're I think there's at least another major or two left in your game why don't you why don't you just continue to play keep in mind. Tiger and Phil, along with all the other young golfers that we see, like I'm a Dustin Johnson fan, you know, there's others that are out there, but Phil still holds a lot of weight in, in golf. There's no Tiger, but if there's Phil, you can watch what he's doing. So he's only hurting the game for not being in this tournament. All right, finally, guys,
4: shot or no shot, you're going to hit multiple gatherings this weekend to make up for last 4th of July.
1: Uh, that's a shot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that is a shot, sir. Yes, absolutely. Uh, last Fourth of July, I think we were just in our backyard. Miller, what do you? I think I was just at the crib. Yeah, I'm trying to think now. All
3: the, you know what? All the pandemic holidays blended together because nothing was happening. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we did anything. Yeah. I'm trying I think to we we're at the crib. We may have. You know what? We. Pro- I think there were some. Eh, most towns, towns or cities canceled their firework shows last year because mm-hmm. we were still like in you know knee deep in the thick of it. Uh, yeah, I but, think, yeah. yeah, but you know what I will say is uh, absolutely shot multiple gatherings because we get the wrap wraparound uh, July, the 4th, the 4th of July being on Sunday, we get the July 5th observance. Absolutely, <laughs> Doesn't get any better than that. You got Monday, folks are hopefully going to be uh, hanging out and uh, chilling, and you know you get to actually recover from the Fourth.
1: I, I see myself being able to go to the in-laws, go to, to my people, and then go to like to Jackson Park, and then go to the suburbs and just hey, hey, what you cooking? You got having a cookout or a barbecue? Barbecue, all right. I'm in. I'm just going to just walk around the park and just go to people's like I'll just blend in as family. That's what I'll do. It's like, hey, how are you doing? I, do we know you? Oh, yes, yes. I'm Uncle Jonathan. How are you, pal? Good to see you. Cousin Jane, that's what they call me. And that just start getting plates. You know, just like the, like the Channel 7 crew does at, at Bud Billiken Parade. Oh, they just go when Terrell Brown just goes, it just goes around and just takes people's food. I've seen that. Have you seen this? <laughs> yes, I have. It just, just goes from plate to plate, goes from place to place, like Terrell Brown. How are you? Like like wait, that's not your plate Brown. What you got Brown? cooking there? Wait, Brown, what do you got there? mean, uh, Cheryl Burton taking people's food. You take plates to go, <laughs> by the way? Yes. Because it's offered. Yeah. Because yeah. it's offered. It's, uh the black household always man take this food home i can't get a, i can't get all this in my fridge well I mean, and they're just stacking the food on Sure, stacking the food on like uh, we weren't going to take good, all this that's a good that's a good host nothing wrong with that I mean, just just pile it on like i have no room in my fridge for this and i'm not going to freeze this so take this home and take these drinks and just like now you've got a yeah you got yeah. like two trips to the trunk yes
3: yes yes
1: <laughs>
3: and I hope you don't have a long drive because then your uh, car is going to smell like barbecue for the next week
1: <laughs> oh man all right Jared what else do you have all right that'll do it for shot oh, or no shot for heaven's sakes all right well barbecue. Fairs, holiday weekend plans. We want to get your calls in here at 312-332-ESPN-332-3776. If you're just joining us, we ask the question, is there a difference between a barbecue and a cookout? Is it the same or is it different as far as the fare? Tell us what you think of that coming up right here on the and J. Hood Morning Show.
3: And now, here's
1: Jonathan Hood. <laughs> Thanks, man. Love you. This hour of Cap and J-Hood is brought to you by your Chicagoland Acura dealers. Visit your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Acura dealer today to learn more about the new, all-new Acura TLX.
0: Jeff. You don't have to wait till you're in your car to hear what Cap and J-Hood are talking about. Just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000.
1: Thanks, Jeff. Love you. Hold on. captain j hood on espn 1000 and the espn uh, chicago app and also on 100.3 hd2 you have it in your car you have it you just like i don't have hd check it out 100.3 fm hd2 uh we did not mention this and we should have this week uh the passing of martel reinsdorf the uh wife of owner jerry reinsdorf uh we wish jerry and his family well uh i've I have a feeling we have not mentioned this, and if we haven't, I'll mention it again. We uh, are feeling for Jerry and his family during this difficult time with his wife passing away. So, all the best to the Reinsdorf family. Glad that you're with us here on Cap and Jay Hood here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app as we talk to you about what you're doing for the Fourth. It's not the and you know, I remember producing Jeff years ago uh years and years ago it's doing one-on-one sports in Northbrook a national outlet and the host told me he goes you know I got a great topic I want to do today and I go uh, okay well we've got you know baseball here and NFL draft he goes no 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 I got a great I got a great topic let's talk about 4th of July memories your great sports 4th of July memories now I'm a young producer right and it's a 4 hour show on the 4th of July let me tell you about our 4th of July memories and he's 1-800, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just sitting there on the other side of the glass, just like melting. I'm like, no one's going to call. You're <laughs> Your 4th of July sports memories. Like Maybe one call in four hours, like, yeah, I remember a no-hitter from Andy Hawkins or whatever it was, right? But it's just like, I'm not going to be that guy. What I will do is I will tailor my conversation to food because when you think of the fourth, you think of food, right? You think of being, uh, being able to be outside. It's not just Independence Day and a celebration of our country. It's getting together with family or friends neighbors and to be able to just grill out or barbecue out. And that's the question we have for you. What's the difference between the two barbecue and grilling? We also talked about the story regarding the bears. If you read this in the Chicago Tribune this morning, a really good piece talking about how the bears could easily get out of their lease and out of soldier field and go someplace else. I'm for it because I'm for something different for the bears. Yeah. I mean, you you go all the games all the time, Jeff. I mean, you're used to it but I could get used to something new and fresh
3: just because I'm used to it doesn't mean that I don't uh, gr- uh, grind my teeth every time I have to go out to a game like
1: I just fixed the Wi-Fi it, problem like five years oh ago oh boy there's there's so <laughs>
3: many like it's like I have season tickets yeah begrudgingly because I've had them Since they did the remodel, Mm -hmm. that's when tickets became available because of the year in Champagne. A lot of people opted out at that point. The Bears weren't really that great at that point because they had a terrible year when they played in Champagne. and all of a sudden season tickets were available. So me and my buddies got in, and now we've been season ticket holders for over like 15 years now. And at this point, it's like, I do it because of the history, but it doesn't mean I like going every Sunday. And I'll I'll be honest with you, Hoodie, as a season ticket holder, I do everything I can to make sure that I trade out. and I'm not going to every Sunday. It is exhausting. It is. And and the parking and the how you're herded in like cattle to get into the stadium. Yes. It's you know, you have to love the Bears to want to do that week in and week out. It is a huge chore.
4: You almost said it, Mellor. You almost said the word I've been waiting for you to say. Hmm. Obligated.
1: Yes. Yes. You feel like you have to go because you spent the money. That's exactly right. And because it's the witch rule of, I got to hold on to my ticket as long as it's possible because I don't want to miss yeah. the good times. You are, that
3: is dead on because I know that I have I have tickets to, if they somehow, someway, host the NFC title game like they did in 06 against the Saints. Mm-hmm. That was the year. That was that was awesome. That's, one, that's the best game I've ever attended at Soldier Field mm-hmm. because they clinched a Super Bowl berth. And that's the, really the reason I'm holding
1: on. Because you're looking for great times. I totally understand that. As we go to Gary and McHenry on Captain J. Hood. Good morning, Gary.
4: Good morning, J. Hood. What's up? Uh, so the one thing that would excite me most about them moving to uh, Arlington Heights is there's, uh, you know, the Metra stop right there in Arlington Park. So, you know, the Bears could partner with Metra. You get a, a booze cart or a booze train going. You can do some train gating with your, uh, you know. We are here. We're,
1: we're observing July 5th. <laughs> so we will not be here on Monday, that is for sure. In two minutes, we'll talk about what we've learned about the Cubs and Sox through the first three months of the season. That's next right here on Cap'n J. Hood.
0: Train gate all the
4: way up there. Drink on the Metro. That would, that would excite me the most, I think.
1: I, I love that idea. I love the booze train idea. I mean, love it. who wouldn't want to sponsor that? Right? Exactly. I, I think that that's perfect. I, my whole thought is, being from the city, I'm good taking the Metro or the tr- whatever train to get down. there. I'm not driving, but I would probably take the train. I'm sure it will pull up right there at the stadium, and I could just be able to walk in. I like that idea. How perfect. about
4: a purple train pulling up sponsored by Crown Royal? Oh, well, you know I'm all about that.
1: I'll be glad to be the spokesman for it, by the way, too. By the way, that's also part of the, uh, of the fair here. I got a list here from Peacock. She sends me the list of, uh, of food items that will be available for this 4th of July. She sends me a sample. She says, uh, and I put on my cheaters here so I can read what it says here. Ah, I'm aging before your very ears. Are those your ears. Letterman glasses? Yeah. making an <laughs> appearance once a week? I'm aging before you your can very ears. You can actually see through those? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, we're having Surf and Turf. Steaks, scallops, lobster tails, grilled corn on the cob, salad, porterhouse, etc. That's what I I don't know what the et cetera is. I was, that's pretty good off the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I think you have
3: a lot covered there.
1: What, what time? Um, <laughs> well, it's not a cookout, so you won't be there, JR. I mean, if it's a cookout. You know. Or a smokeout. Is this on
3: the 4th or on. You're doing it on the 4th, right? On Sunday? I
1: believe so. Okay. Because we got the day off on the 5th. Yeah. yeah. We, we want to make sure we, we're we not going to be here on the 5th on Monday. want to make sure that's very clear. Yes. yes. Don't Cap, worry. Yeah. Cap will be here Tuesday. I'll be here Wednesday.
3: But uh, yes. Yes. If you don't hear Hoodie and Cap on Monday, don't worry. Don't worry. Good karma did not sell. Did not sell. No. We're still here. ESPN Chicago.